I was doing lunch with a mentor and he said, how much money do you want to have when you're 30? I'm like 23. I'm like, all right, when I'm 30, I want to have this amount of bread. He said, does your boss's boss make that amount of money? I step back. I'm like, nah. He's like, well, if your boss's boss don't make that amount of money, you're in the wrong seat because there's no true pathway to getting that number. Being an employee won't get you to that vision. So what else? How else do you get there? Stack my money up like Lego. Bad me when I say so. Pull up in the spotlight. Pull up in the What's up, world? It's your boy Brandon Copeland, aka Professor Cope. And as always, I'm with my dog, Ross Mack. How you living, brother? Hey, you already know, man. Living. I'm living real godly. You dig? Uh, life is great. Family straight. Can't can't really complain. You dig? Amen. Amen. I see you got them them half the golden arches. I don't want to put the full golden arches out there because I don't know if we can afford them, them them type of plugs yet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Them people. I don't know if they could afford us, but you dig? You know? <clears throat> we gonna still, you know, tell them rock out though. Still this ain't nothing but a little gift from corporate, though. You did. Ooh. That's how they came and rocked out. You did. The little cat that's playing flea market vibes. I know mm. Cope don't know nothing about that, but I'm gonna put you in. I'm gonna put you on game, nephew. Yeah, put me on the uh, email thread. Put me on the email thread. But uh, listen, man, we're gonna we're gonna dive right in. We we're not gonna play around here, man. Most people, when they come to this podcast, they're coming to learn. And what we started doing this for as we've had conversations, as I watched you do things on Netflix, Revolt, Earn Your Leisure, a lot of times you reference and how you give back and you're, you're talking to some of the youngins coming up in Chicago, right? You're talking to a younger version of yourself, which is, one, got to applaud you for, for making and taking the time to do that and, and deeming that as important. But two... Let's talk directly to a younger Ross Mack. All right. So I'm I'm thinking Ross Mack high school, right? Who knows what time this was, right? You you about to graduate, go to college. Let's let's make it that time. We're gonna go ahead and make it a definite time. About to graduate, go to college, right? Young Ross Mack, he's thinking about money. He's thinking he's already an entrepreneur, because I remember in episode what one or two. You talked about how you had had a clothing line. You were selling candy. You were doing everything. Already an entrepreneur. So when you think about young Ross Mack about to go to the University of Pennsylvania, what's one piece of advice to start with that you would whisper in his ear right now and be like, yo, go this way? Yeah, well, I think, you know, I think everybody's upbringing is – is shaped by, you know, the level of freedom, financial freedom you have in your household, right? And I think that when I was going to school, right, coming from the south side of Chicago, I felt like, you know, I had a lot of people depending on me. I felt like, you know, going to school, going to Ivy League was like, okay, this is this is the next step to being great, right? This is pretty much the only pathway to getting – to be to making real money, and I think that if I could talk to myself over again, I wouldn't ch necessarily change anything about my school, but I would just shift my mindset. And what I mean by that is thinking larger and outside of the box, right? And I think that um, once again, right, your framework of reality really sometimes might dictate if you are able to be more creative with your thought process, right? Like when you really take a step back 
and you look at certain companies that have been invented, right? It, it comes from a different place of freedom to even think of those type of businesses, right? To think of the Facebooks, the Teslas, the Snapchats, the, you know, the, the lists will continue to go on, right? And I think that as I was going to school, you know, my only framework of, you know, because at the, at the, at the end of the day, right, Americans and most people in all countries for the most part, we're, we're taught and conditioned a certain way to fit within society's norms, right? We're taught to be good workers. We're taught to be obedient students, right? We're taught to be good students, obedient students that then grow up to be good workers, right? And if I could do it all over again, I would have started thinking like an owner and thinking like an entrepreneur even earlier, right? And the reason I say that is we go to school to learn a skill set to be um, to be marketable to jobs in order to get a job. Whereas <clears throat> if I could do it all over again, I would love to go in there thinking like, okay, what's the world going to look like in five years, 10 years from now? And what's that field? Where is it going to be a void? You know, like, oh, I'm going to the number one business school. I'm in Warden, so I'm going to probably go work on Wall Street. But if when I really look back, the Wall Street approach was a little late, meaning right? The, the sweet spot was in the eighties and the nineties, right? Um, obviously people were still making good money, but then maybe it was tech. Maybe I needed to stay, take a step back and say, do I need to learn how to code? Right. You know, so I think if I could all, if I could do it all over, it's just really having a better approach to thinking long-term and a better approach to saying, you know, while I'm surrounded by these amount of people with this much freedom. And I speak on freedom of just saying not having true bills, not having any responsibilities like a family, right? When you really take a step back, you got so much freedom and you're surrounded by a lot of great minds that I wish I would have came up out of that school with a few businesses, right? With a startup here and this and that, right? Like it's just, it's, it, we had so much freedom and so much access at that time that, you know, if I would have only taking a different approach. And and I got to be, you know, honest with myself. The only way I'm able to talk like this is just from years of experience, right? Years of being exposed to a certain type of person, right? At that age, I'm 17, I'm 18 years old. I didn't have this framework. I didn't have this frame of reference to think like, oh man, life is going to be even like this, right? And so that level of freedom, I think you don't really get it until you get to a level of attaining a certain type of wealth or a certain type of money that makes you start to think out the box because, and I say it often, right? Most people from the inner cities, you're in survival mode. So you're thinking about how to make money. You're thinking about um, how to have, how to do better than your parents, right? How not to ask your parents for money and yada, yada, yada. And so all you're thinking about is what can I do to make money, right? And I think some people, when you grow up with a certain amount of freedom and access to financial you know, financial freedom, right? Like the, those resources are a little different where it's like, I'm not necessarily looking for a job. I'm looking to solve a problem, right? Okay. What's the problem I'm solving? Okay. Uber, right? Lyft. And I think that if I know what I know now, right? As opposed to the same mindset at 18, I was just trying to make money, right? Okay. I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be as marketable to businesses as possible. Whereas now it's like, man, if I go back and I'm got a, I'm roommates with a kid in engineering, 
I know kids in communications and kids in Warden and like no telling the, t the type of ideas that would have formulated because I would have known that getting a good job is a fallback plan as opposed to, you know, e plan on God. Because like when you really look at it in hindsight, like coming out of Warden, it was like you had to really been trying hard not to get a good job. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so. If I would have approached it like, okay, this is my fallback plan. What's my, what do I truly want to do? How am I trying to change the world? How am I trying to, you know, start getting on a pathway to making billions as opposed to millions? Like life could very well be different. I want you to explain when that switch was flipped in your mind. Cause like you said, it, it, it only comes to you through experience. Right. Mm -hmm. And then also like you're also talking about is it's through reaching a certain financial point and standing in your life where you can get out of survival mode mm -hmm. and into, okay, now I'm pushing for thriving or I'm pushing to go after my own dreams and passions. But like you said, for most of us, our back's up against the wall. Mm -hmm. It ain't no, let me go save the world today or let me go create X. I got to keep these lights on tomorrow. So, yeah. um, so I want to know when that switch was flipped for you. And, and I asked that because... I think that for a lot of these things, as you know, one of the things I'm grappling with is for all of us, that that switch is flipped just at a different time. Some mm -hmm. people, they can be in survival mode and still be like, get rich or die trying. It is what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, but it's a different, you know, it might be a different type of get rich. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Some people need to need to reach that safety net before they 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 jump off the cliff, so to speak. But. Ultimately, one of the things I tell people, you know, with my child, with, with Bryson, I learned over the summer, actually, right? Like, you know, you tell a kid, don't touch the stove, what are they going to do? At some point in time, sometimes you got to touch the stove. Or a real real example was, you know, Bryson was playing with the little soccer ball, and I'm like, oh, let me show you how to do this. Let me show you. And he's like, no, 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 Dad, I got it, I got it. Oh, bro. All right, cool. Watch him mess up for a little bit. No, 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 I got you, I got you. No, 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 Dad, I got it, I got it, right? Like some things we have to learn through experiences mm -hmm. and messing it up so it's not like it's a fault of ours but i'm curious to know for you specifically when did this mindset flip from all right like now i'm not going to just stay on this track i feel comfortable to to go create this vision or or monetize this vision of mine well yeah i'll, I'll tell you when something like that switched for me i had i was doing lunch with a mentor and he said where do you want to be at when you're 30? Tell me how much money you want to make. You know, like what? How much money do you want to have when you're 30? And is this college, high school? This is or is this after? This is after school. Kind of. I'm I'm working in New York, and okay. so I'll call it. I'm 24, 25 max, 23, 24, 25. Right now, call it 23 or 24. Right, and the conversation was so dope. Because I had a number in my mind. Like, so I'm like 23. I'm like, all right, when I'm 30, I want to have this amount of bread. And he said to me, he said, does your boss, does your boss's boss make that amount of money? Had to step back. I'm like, nah. He's like, well, if your boss's boss don't make that amount of money, you're in the wrong seat. Because there's no true pathway to getting that number, right? You can't get promoted and then promoted. And if you're not making that type of money to get two or three promotions, then you're in the wrong seat. And so it, mm. at that moment, I'm like, wow, that's real game. And so when you take a step back and you have a vision for yourself, it's like become, being an employee won't get you to that vision. So what else 
how else do you get there, right? Yeah. And so I think at that moment, I had seen some stuff happening while I was at school, right? So, I mean, I'm sorry, I've seen some stuff happening while I was working as a young analyst, seeing certain people leave and go into the tech sector, right? Um, even, you know, have my hand at trying to do a startup while I was working too, a tech startup. But nonetheless, it's like, you got to take a step back and say, you know, if I want to get to this level, if the current seat I'm in is just a, a momentary, you know, safety net, a.k.a. just be, having money to pay bills and having money to maybe finance your dreams. But if you don't necessarily see this job leading you to your desires, then you got to start thinking out the box. And I think that framework of wanting to think out the box came later because at the same time, I was effectively institutionalized as a kid in the sense of like, all right, I do really good. In elementary school, I do well on these test scores. Cool, I'm going to go to a good high school. I do really good in high school. I do good on this, you know, ACT, SAT. I go to a good college. All right, I do really well in college, get a good grade, and I interview good for these jobs, right? I get a good – I interview well for an internship, then I do well there, then I get the job. But after that, there was no true blueprint, no framework, because it was just like, all right, you do well, maybe you get promoted – Maybe you get a raise like it was just it was just such a great area and there was no definitive end date. Right. Like I knew I had four years in high school to crush it. I had four years in college. Then after that, what's the time frame for the real world? Right. My work life. And then it's like, OK, do I work two years and get promoted? Then I work three years and get promoted. But like even then, it was so subjective that you at the mercy of a lot of other people that don't look like you and hoping that their perception of you is that, oh, this kid's a hard worker. Let's, you know, and and so when you take a step back, you're like, all right, if I wanted to get to this next level, I got to start thinking out the box. It's crazy that you say that because, you know, obviously we're brothers in, in disrespect and, and our, the relationship we built over time, but also, like, I'm wondering if is that's the quote-unquote plight or mindset or thought process that most black men or other black men have coming through a pen or going on the Wall Street track or being deemed as the quote-unquote one from their community, right? Like, you got that path of, like, all right, like, this is what on paper I'm supposed to do, and this is what everybody's telling me, yo, this is amazing opportunity and then you can go do this and like people have kind of already planned out your career and your your, mm -hmm. your career path for you to a certain extent or yeah but like I, I feel you on that but like I'm, I'm also seeing this that you might not necessarily see or be able to understand because just because I'm in this seat and I got this um, ambition or, or vision for myself so again I think that that's cool because I had similar um a similar mental maturation, I guess, of like, nah, like, oh, I'm on the right path. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm in the system. I feel it. And I didn't think it was a system. I'm just thinking I'm winning, right? Mm. Like, I'm a part of this. Oh, I'm about to be on Wall Street. They making what per hour? Ooh, if I do overtime, I'm doing this, right? Because I'm an intern. I wasn't salaried like yourself, you know what I'm saying? I was just a tryout guy, just a practice squad guy, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, eventually being like, hold on, but like, in this equation or this life that I'm creating for myself, is this the game 
or the path that's going to get me to where I want to be. Because everybody else is telling me, yo, this is the way. This is it. This is good, right? Like, this is where everybody is, like, funneling into this track and this door. But you realize, like, well, like, my vision for myself in the game that I'm trying to play actually has a bigger potential impact or or you know so it's also like getting yourself strong enough to to take that leap and i, and I guess uh you know again i I, will, I appreciate you sharing that because again I, i'm sure that there's a lot of other people who are shoot sitting in our seats right now that are trying to figure out how they're gonna manage or 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 or, or make that leap so to speak should i stay here or should i go should i go with this safety net i know i'll be straight or should I, I take this leap of faith? And so I guess obviously getting that mental maturation is one thing, but I guess what actually, what was that moment in your mind where you said, I'm going to leave? Like, I'm going to leave Wall Street, right? Like, because there's a thing to think about it. A lot of us think about businesses, think about ideas, but what was the thing that made you actually say, I'm going to go ahead and put in my resignation and, 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 and roll? That's a great question. So it's never truly a, all right, I'm ready to leave, right? I think there has to be a certain amount of duality. There has to be a certain amount of being able to do two things at once, right? And that is working, having that safety net, while also a, a, a drive to pursue your bigger dreams while still doing that, right? And I think, you know, people call it, you know, you work in a nine to five, but you are working on your dreams from six to eight, right? And I think that that's so important that, you know, the level that I got to, it was like, all right, I think that I could be, I think I could be semi, because what you really boiled down to was like, before you take that leap of faith, you saying to yourself and you equating it like this, if I'm making this amount of money in this second job, right? My second passion. If I'm starting to find a way to monetize it while only dedicating, you know, six hours, five hours a day on it, as opposed to, you know, maybe being able to do 18, 19 hours a day, right? If I'm only doing, if I'm doing this with only doing five, six hours or so, what would it look like if I could put all my time and resources on it? And I think that's when you really start saying, all right, if I'm successful by, being able to multitask and, you know, every now and then put some hours in. If I could be successful there, then sky's the limit when I put my full 110% undivided attention on that. And I will say to anybody that's, you know, having that conversation, I think that's the best way. I've never been, even, right, I was a musician, right? I never was a person to say I'm a starving artist. Let me quit my job and go move to L.A. and, you know, live on on somebody's couch and just really grind it out right like nah i needed to have my fallback plan aka working in corporate america working in finance to still be you know 90 percent of you know the world's you know their primary goal right like i needed my fallback plan to still be goals goals you feel me like <laughs> and then what my goals are is a different layer of you know taking this shit all the way to the next level because you know, once again, experience allows us to really think and dream out of the box, right? Where it's like, man, I want to be in the NBA or man, one day I want to buy a team, right? It's just different ways of thinking of like, oh, I want to get signed to a label. Oh, I want to be an independent artist and start my own label, right? Like I feel as though it's just you dream differently when you've been exposed to more things.
All right, so now you got to give one more piece of advice to a young version of yourself. So that one we bottle up as in, um, you know, and we could phrase it, you may phrase it differently, but all right, be comfortable thinking outside the box. Don't think that this pathway or, or trust in that inclination of, yo, I feel and see something different. I can do it a little, I can do it differently than this path that's laid out to me. Uh, trust in that inclination sooner. What will be the final thing that you will whisper in a younger version of uh, yourself's ear? <laughs> now, what I, what I would honestly say, though, bro, is that shit cap, you know what I mean? You can be anything you want to be, right? I think that, mm. I think what it really boils down to is focus on doing what needs to be done to continue to elevate your social network and put yourself in the right rooms because a lot of the success that I've had as a entrepreneur boils down to the relationships that I formed and forged along the way. And I think that no matter where you're at, right? If you're trying to, I remember being an intern, I would rather go get coffee with the person that's a vice president or an executive director or a managing director than it would be talking to a younger analyst or a younger associate, right? In other words, never be afraid to network across because as time goes on, those people that were your peers end up being the decision makers down the line, right? I think we all try to network up. Everybody wants to just get on the good side and, you know, perception is reality. So you're trying to be perceived as a very smart, articulate kid to the older people who are technically the decision makers. But you always got to remember, treat the people treat your peers with the same level of respect because they end up becoming the decision makers. And then it's like, Oh shit, you as a musician, now I'm talking to the person who's, you know, in charge of doing something that Spotify, or Apple music, or a person who's a producer or, 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 or something that like a revolt, right? Like at the end of the day, the, 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 the people that I've encountered could make shit happen now. Right. And I think that that's very important. I would also say invest your money, right? Like I remember making, mm -hmm. you know, six figures at 22 and, you know, we spending a lot of bread. You know what I mean? We going out, we clubbing, right? You Some of those, um, some of those experiences, you know, are priceless, but you never have nothing to show for it at the end of the day. And so definitely understanding the value of money and start thinking about investing early on too. We're going to have to come back down the, the, the rabbit hole a little bit because one of the things I want you to explain your thoughts on is you said it's a it's cap to think that you can do anything you want. So I can't I can't let you just gloss over there. I'd be doing a disrespect to our viewers and our audience. What do you mean you can't do anything you want? Because we talk about creating a life you want. I know my dog if Ross say he want to start this company or go do this or whatever, from my perspective, I'm looking at you like, all right, so what's stopping you? So really, really break down what you mean when you say uh, that whole you can do anything you want thing is some well, bullshit. I won't, so I maybe I misspoke, right? I won't necessarily say it's cat. Mm -hmm. I just think it's a very cliche saying. And what I will say is that when it comes to you going out and trying to do something, you need to understand that sometimes the success rates are low 
Therefore, having a fallback plan that is still goals is important, right? Like, how many people want to be in the NFL? And if they fail that job, right? If they fail being in the NFL, what are they? What are they doing now? Right? Yeah. Right. Um, right. How many people want to be a musician? So basically, that whole Plan A, this, that Plan B distracts from Plan A. That is, is truly cap, right? Which like, I, right where yeah. it's like, I would never tell a person like, man, I'm gonna go be, like you hear some people like a Steve Harvey. He'll say, man, you can be anything you want to be, right? He didn't become a millionaire until he was in his 30s. He was homeless, living in his car. But there are other lot of homeless motherfuckers who you never hear of, though. <laughs> right? There are a lot of motherfuckers still, who went to L.A. Living. to try to become famous, and they're homeless. They're living in squid row, right? there. you know, so it's like for every Steve Harvey, there are a few thousand people we'll never hear their story of because they didn't. It shit didn't manifest. So I always think it's the right place, right time. But there's mm-hmm. also a, a art to saying, as I'm trying to go along this pathway, let me continue to, you know, put myself in the right rooms. But let me also think about be. I think you also got to play to a numbers game and you say, all right, if it's a one in a million chance or one in 10,000 or one in 100,000 chance of me being the next, I don't know. Steve Harvey or the next Drake, but it's a way higher success rate of being, you know, uh, a good person making six figures as a, either a doctor or a lawyer or uh, of uh, a uh, investment banker. Like, I think you always say to yourself, "How do you do both?" Right? Then there comes a point, like we said earlier, where it's like, "All right, I think I'll be even more successful." I was to dedicate, a hundred, you know, a hundred percent of my time to this, but I think at the end of the day. You got to be reasonable and you you got to ask yourself if this doesn't if this doesn't come to fruition what's the life that I'm going to have hey i i feel you it's, it's balancing that multifaceted life man and i think that when you get to a certain point um cuz again i was as a, a an athlete I, i've heard it multiple times in different ways that's the funny thing is you realize everybody just has a different opinion right and and so at some point as you mature it's like formulate your own and fucking live by that shit eat breathe sleep that shit listen and take in mentorship guidance and other people's advice and stuff like that but ultimately when you look yourself in the mirror you're gonna have to choose a plan for your life and you're gonna have to go for it and so you know coming to into the league it was you know hey plan b distracts from plan a right but at certain times it was depending on who was delivering the message it was well you know you you want to have multiple options right football is going to end at some point in time right so at a certain point it was like yo all right cope who are we going to be how are we going to just lock in on on what we got to do so i was always like you like the, the real work, the real hustle, the real thing that, like, really stretches my time is trying to do multiple things mm-hmm. extremely well. Some people will be like, oh, man, that's how you, you'll you never be great at anything. Well, shit, motherfucker, I'm great at a lot of exactly. things. It's okay. They're like, I like to be a master of one trade instead of being a jack of all trades. It's like, oh, well, you know. Because, and I think you, that you are a living testament to it because how many people, right, one, to even get signed to an NFL roster is phenomenal, right? 
but there are a lot of people that we'll never hear of who's one of them 112 or 90 people that that get to go to the mini camps and all that stuff but then you get cut right and you're a person who like you say mm. you had signed for like a million dollars and you look up and you only got thirty thousand dollars of that money because you were cut the next thing Coke did wasn't saying, man, no, F that, man. I know I'm a, this is my dream. I know it's going to happen. I think you looked and said, it's a strong it's a strong chance that at the end of the day, I might not make it. And the next thing you know, you was interning on Wall Street, right? Your, your fallback plan was still a 1%-esque job. You know what I mean? So, like, I think that layer, and not a lot of people have, have been afforded that opportunity, but at the same token, like, always think that you you want to think of yourself as saying all right what's the likelihood i fail in my part a my my um plan a but if plan b still looks good i'm still i'll still live the successful life yeah and i think that you know just just closing up shop here i think we we talked about it uh in, in some of our first episodes right like uh, for us and, and don't let me put you know, words in your mouth. I'll speak for myself, but I, I again, speaking, know, knowing you well, right? Like, a boss is one who guarantees we go and eat, right? Like, so whether it's eating, playing football, or eating uh, on Wall Street, or becoming a real estate investor, or fucking uh, actor, I don't give a damn, a TV script writer, whatever it is, like, we guarantee and we go and eat. We got too many people counting on us for us to ever have an excuse. And so for us, that's our mentality, our way to attack it. And, and again, I resonate so well with your, your message to a younger version of you, man. Um, the, the final thing I'll say, because again, we, we've heard it and, and we've heard it time and time again, and people hear this quote, you know, a jack of all trades is a master of none, right? But people don't finish the damn quote. A jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one, right? I don't ever want to be one person away, one person's bad weekend, one market uh, crash away from my family and I having to change up our entire lifestyle. And so for me, that the pursuit of that is more important to me than going all in on one single plan or industry and i guess the final thing too is because there's some people out here who are listening and probably like well i'm only this and i only want to focus on this and i get that that's cool what i've also realized and started accepting is like yo we're just different like for me trying to focus on one thing is going to get my anxiety it's going to have me just acting different right like i'm not going to operate well with that because mentally my brain is going to be fighting to avoid thinking about other stuff so also this thing is 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 understanding yourself better over time and how you best operate to as we always say create the life you want so with that being said ross mac last last chance right any last little tidbits you would give a younger version of yourself before we tell him to get his little ass in class man think outside the box Continue to think outside the box, and you don't even understand what the box is until you gain more exposure, right? Your, we gotta, your outlook, your view on life is sometimes confined to what you're exposed to. So continue to try to seek different cultural experiences. Continue to try to be in different rooms. That way you can formulate a better view on the, the entire world we live in. And that's how I'll take us out, man. You already know, man. Until next week, make sure you tune in. It's another episode of Money Music Culture. It's your boy, Ross Mack. 
and my dog V Coach. So you already know what you do. Make sure you like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend, tell an auntie to tell a cousin, tell a nephew to tell an uncle. Let's get it.